Hi everyone, welcome to Making the Shift with the Legal Work. I'm super excited about today's episode. I have a old colleague, an old friend, um, who's uh, our guest for today, Nomsa Mbere. Um, Nomsa, welcome to Making the Shift with the Legal Work. Hi, hi everybody, and how are you? Good. So I'm just going to give you a quick introduction, Nomsa. So Nomsa, why we are so excited to have um, Nomsa as a guest on our show is um, Nomsa has done something that blows my mind and takes my breath away every time I think about it. And so she was such a great fit for um, making the shift with the legal work. And when we were discussing guests, she was literally one of the first names that uh, popped into my head. So Nomsa um, basically reinvented herself as a human being. Uh, Nomsa went from having a successful career um, as a doctor in Botswana, and um, she left that all behind and pursued an LLB at um, UNISA and moved to Johannesburg uh, to serve her articles at Weber Wenzel um, in 2012. Uh, so and then she, where she's still now, she is a senior associate at Weber Wenzel. And I find Nosa's story so fascinating because she left um, and did a complete 180, moving from one career to uh, another, moving from one country to another. And so she's always um, really just been such a, a beacon of light and, you know, someone who's shown me what courage looks like. So I'm super excited to have Nomsa on the show. And um, Nomsa, I'm looking forward to all the bits of wisdom that you're going to be sharing with our audience. So I'm going to get into my first question. Um, so what motivated you to make the switch from, you know, dentistry um, and then make a switch to law? Walk us through um, your motivations around that. Okay. Um, I, th I think first of all, thank you for having me. And um, I'm happy to to shed light, inspire, motivate, and all those nice things to all the listeners, everybody who's listening. If, if anything that I can say may help anyone, it would, be, it would have been a, a great life led. <laughs> um, uh, what motivated me was um, my dad, funnily enough, my dad is a gynae and he's been a gynae as long as I've known. Uh, he qualified early 70s as a gynae and one day I looked at him and he was still delivering babies and I was working as a dentist at the time and I said uh, at 70 odd years there is no way I'm going to be still doing teeth <laughs> <laughs> gotcha <laughs> so, so that was coupled also with the fact that I'm, I'm an avid reader and, and I like, you know, adventure, whatever. And I do like, you know, I do enjoy traveling and art and all that. And when you read the stories of the great people that have been there before us, they haven't, they've actually explored a lot within, in their short lifespans. I mean, you look at people like uh, the Leonardo da Vinci, the, 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 the artist, he's not only been an artist, he was an engineer, he was an architect. I mean, there's so much that wow. these people had in one lifetime. And I, I kind of didn't want to limit myself. And I think that was one thing that my soul just didn't want to be limited to one experience of life. Wow. Because it's a long life actually it's short but long what i mean by that is that there's a lot to take in in a short space of time 
but if you stay in one thing, you will be so limited to that thing. So I think my, my soul basically wanted to fly. I love that. And I think I've always um, identified that in you, um, that you, you know, you do live your life without limitations. And it's something that I've always, always admired. I always like throw a lot of compliments at Nomsa. She's like, really, really, you really think that? But for real, from uh, she's, if, if you know her, to know her is to know um, what boundless living is like. And so, oh, I just, I've always find your story so amazing. Um, Nomsa, can you walk us through uh, your transition? So you know, as you're making your transition, moving from Botswana to South Africa, moving from, you know, medicine to, to law, what was your transition? Tell us a bit about your transition and how um, you were supported through that transition through community, be it family, uh, colleagues, friends, walk us through um, your support system during that transition. Okay. Uh, first of all, you know, I finished my LLB in 2005 and at the time, I was still working as a dentist, and I just didn't know what I, how I wanted to pursue it going forward. And then I turned 40, and 40 is a very dangerous year, because you kind of say, now or never. And then I said, okay, it's my time now to start thinking, am I going to pursue this legal thing or not? So I then started going that way. Uh, at the time, you know what? I do have a lot of faith in, I, I think, um, God. So uh, a lot of stuff that I've done has never been, I've had faith that things will work out. The fact that he's, he's, he's put this idea in my head, <laughs> he was going to make sure that, I mean, he, God, it, or whatever, however you describe, uh, the, you know, the, the, the creator would be, would make it possible. Mm-hmm. So and as a result of that, my faith in, in the creator was more than kind of, I was then able to jump into the unknown, knowing that something will catch me. So the friends and family really came in after that, because friends and family, to a certain extent, don't want you to take this. It's too drastic for them. Mm-hmm. It's an uncomfortable thing. So they put all these questions, are you sure, are you sure, are you sure? So when you make that jump, you have to make sure that you, you have a support that is just greater than the, I call people earthlings that are, are limited in, in, in their look for experience. You know, mm. you know what I mean? Mm. So because it's your own decision, you're going to have to live by your decision. There's no going back. So when you don't have money or you don't have any of these things, the only thing that at the time I can look at is that, God, you got me here. So we, you and I had better figure out how we're going to get forward from here. Mm. And I was, I've always been clear that I'm not going to go back to my family to ask for anything that um, in terms of support. However, even at the at the beginning, my friends and support were saying, "Are you stupid? Are you you know are you sure this is what you want? You're turning your life upside down, etc." But you just need to be really sort of single-minded, mm-hmm. and then jump for it, knowing that you have somebody there to support you. However, once you've done that, then they will come in and 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 support you in in ways like, for instance, um, you know, I had a house in Botswana, so when uh, as a CA you don't get much pay Mm. so when things needed to be fixed in the house 
one of my friends would volunteer to to do it and and deal with the tenants and all that sort of thing so that support network only came in kicks in once you've made that decision so what i'm trying to say is that you need to make that decision and go for it and then the the naysayers will see that you're serious and then will say, okay, we have no choice but to support her in, in the ways that we can. Mm. That is so beautiful. And I just want to share with our audience, um, we, we had a conversation prior to this um, around, around uh, making the shift and that sort of thing. And one of the things that Nomsa mentioned to me is um, she said once she had made this decision to, you know, literally reinvent herself, like so moving from uh, her career and uh, moving countries, she says, she said to me that Ever since then, every decision that has followed has just been that much easier to take or that much easier to make, whether it meant making sacrifices, whether it meant, you know, making more changes, more pivots, they become less scary once you you look at, um, you know, this big decision that you've made uh, in your life all the decisions that flow from it or follow from it are, are that much easier to make because you've gone through such a huge transition. You've made such a big leap. And I just love that. And I just want to also ask you, Namsa, in your current space, um, now that you've made the transition and as you've grown within the firm, what is the one thing you wish you knew uh, going in um, towards making this journey? I wish I knew. Um... I, you know what? I I think it's better that I didn't know anything because then I could I could focus on my faith. This is what I wanted to do. I was going to do it because you can never prepare yourself for what the curveballs that life uh, throws your way. Mm. You can never prepare yourself enough. So what you knew and all that sort of stuff may have actually stopped you making certain decisions about you know your soul you cannot control where your soul wants to take you yeah and yeah. and or you just need to yield to it and 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 sort of have faith that you know when the curve lives curve life curves ball come your way um you know life will be there to support you uh you know in 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 managing those those curved balls Mm. So an answer, just an answer to that is that I, there's really nothing that I wish I knew. I'm happy that I went into, I call it virgin mind, you know, you just jump into it, virgin mind. And then when you jump into it in a virgin mind, you're like a little child and you, 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 you kind of swim, you know, mm. whatever you just swim. You can never prepare yourself enough for anything, I think, like this drastic change. Mm. I like that. I like that. It speaks a lot to, um, you know, being an open slate. So, so not coming in with any preconceived ideas or preconceived notions because you operate from those preconceived ideas and preconceived notions. Whereas if you come into the space as a clean, open, clear slate, you know, you, you, you allow the journey to unfold um, in a much more open way, in a much more, you know, limitless way, as you would say. So I, I, I really like that. Um, and then if for any of our listeners who might be in a similar position, you know, to you, maybe they're thinking of transitioning from law into 
you know, a completely different career. Or uh, maybe we, we have a lot of listeners who aren't necessarily lawyers, but maybe they're considering, you know, moving into the legal industry. Um, what, what advice would you give to someone who's considering making such a big um, transition, you know, similar to the one that you made? Humility. You know, what this, what is, this has taught me a lot is humility. And the fact that, you know, especially at my age, because I made this transition in my 40s. Mm. And um, you, you know that humility that you don't know anything. You're going into a space where you're going to be taught from scratch. And then you're going to have younger people who know better than you. And they're going to be your bosses. And they're going to boss you around. And all you're just going to have to say is that, okay, that's fine. So, so dealing with, I think, when you do that, when you've been at the top of your career in one field, and then you go into another, and, and knowing that you know absolutely nothing, and you will, you will take the flack in, 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 for, for whatever. And you know, in, in law in particular, it's so hierarchical mm. that, um, you you do you are a junior no matter how old you are even if your part the partners that you know your 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 teachers are are younger than you much younger than you they will treat you like a ca mm. and and you just have to put your ego aside and say okay have okay they've given me the written across red lines across this this document <laughs> yes. and all nice things you know called me in and asked me what's this all about um you just have to look at it don't take it personally as difficult as it may be but you say to yourself okay is it is there something in what i did meaning in the document that is actually quite bad mm. and you find that 90, 95% of the time, you were so off the mark, mm. you know, so just understanding that they are going to, they know better and, and you are off the mark. So don't take it personally. Mm. And they're correcting you mm. as difficult as it may be. I mean, I've, it's been a great lesson in humility. I tell you, I tell you. I can, I will, uh, for those, just for the audience's benefit, um, Nomsa and I uh, both were doing our articles, so working as candidate attorneys, CAs, uh, together uh, at, uh, at the same firm. And so we know all, I know all too well about all the red line and the markups and being called into someone's office, being summoned into someone's office, um, you know, because you've made glaring mistakes in a piece of work. But, you know, I think for me, um, you know, now that I'm, you know, I've crossed that threshold, uh, it took me a long time to be in a, in a space where I could look at it and say I was being corrected. I would always take it personally and think, oh my gosh, I'm the most useless lawyer in the world and I just don't get this right. And oh my God, this person is so mean. And um, it took me a long time to get to the place where I looked at it as more, um, they were helping me to sharpen my skills and to develop my skills and become a better attorney. And, of, and, and when you look at it in that light, you take the corrections, you take the errors, you take the mistakes, and um, 
and 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 you you learn from them and you grow from them and and i think it, it your mindset around it is the differentiating factor it's the thing that's going to make you successful or make you not successful and i you know i just want to applaud you know so for you know going into this, you know, where everyone, well, the people that you're working with are younger than you and having to swallow that, I, I think it takes a lot of maturity. It takes a lot of courage. It takes a lot of, um, you know, uh, self, self-confidence as well uh, to be in those type of spaces and, and, and to let things flow as they will or as they should. Um, yeah, I, I mean, just having said that, yes, you know, you get to a point, I mean, in my experience, in my walk through, is that you, you, you get to a point, uh, you know, where you know nothing and you understand that you, you don't know anything mm. and you're corrected and you see the corrections and whatever. But then, of, of course, there's a difference between, between when somebody shames you mm. and when somebody is correcting you. And, and knowing the difference, I think, is very important. Mm. And because when somebody shames you for the work that you've done, it sits, it really does sit in your subconscious and, uh, and it affects your self-confidence yeah. and it will take a long time for you to, to come to trust yourself on anything. Yeah. So, so I don't want people to sort of like, uh, um, to misunderstand me when I say it's a humility. Humility doesn't mean, um, you don't know the difference between shaming and correcting. Mm. And I think that should be, because you, 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 when you know the difference, then you'll know how to act. Right, right. That's a very good Because your, self, your self-confidence is about the most important thing ever. Mm. And no one has a right to take that away from you. Mm-hmm. So, so in in my in my situation, if it you know if it got like that, you you just said, okay, where what are my options? Am I ready to leave the firm, or do I want to go into different sort of other experiences? Do I speak it out? Do I whatever? So, I think those are very is speak it out with 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 loving kindness as opposed to anger. Right. I think that, that a lot of people do listen if you say, look, I understand that I've done this wrong and whatever, but the way you speak to me, I'd rather you, 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 you really sat down and corrected me because I, I can see that it will affect my confidence if you uh, continue speaking to me like this. Absolutely, absolutely. And this is such a perfect segue into um, my next question. You've already touched on, on uh, you know, self-doubt or moments where you, you know, were being corrected and you had to differentiate between the, the, the intention of the correction if it was, you know, uh, in, in an effort to shame or in an effort to, to correct and develop. Um, you, you know, of course, in, in these very high-pressured environments, there are moments that are tough and where you fail and you doubt yourself. Can you share um, a moment like that along your journey? And what uh, you've touched on spirituality already, but could you share a little bit more with our audience, like what your beliefs and practices are to overcome, you know, those moments of self-doubt or those moments where you feel like a failure or you've made a mistake and you, you know, you, you just feel stuck. Can you share like a um, some practices around how you uh, manage or deal with those type of scenarios. Okay, well, you know, you, you know, in law, the you know, the, the lawyers, lawyers are the most insecure people about the work, their work. Yeah. Because you're second guessing every time. I mean, you're you're 
you even the partners who've done it a thousand times again, a thousand times over, they will second guess themselves, if you see what I mean, given mm. them whatever. So you're, you're, you're essentially dealing with people that are also kind of insecure in, they want to take our perfection. And once you take our, once your goal becomes perfection, uh, then you're going to be very insecure about how you, you how, you know, you, your work, basically. Mm. So I think I, I meditate. And so, so that, that is, that was very helpful because um, I, you know, you become kinder to yourself and you say, this is just a mistake, you know, and uh, obviously at this point in my time, I don't expect myself to be perfect. I'll do the best that I can mm. and continue being, depending on who's correcting you, being either ashamed or corrected, but understand all the time that you're in a journey and you're going you're to get better and better and better. Yes, you will, self. You will be upset when they they show you that something that was not bold, you know, something should have been bolded that was not bolded. <laughs> if you see what I mean, I mean, yes. <laughs> you know, your your style. They will they will challenge your style. They will challenge everything. You know, a lot of the things, but. You see it for what it is and you, how I did it was like, okay, at the end of the day, this is the partner that I'm working with and this is how she wants or, or how he wants these things to go out into the world out there. Mm -hmm. So it's his document, it's not mine. So even if I think it's, it's the most stupid thing that we're arguing about, it's the way that he wants the world to see him mm. or her. So it's okay, you know, put... A will uh, put a will instead of a shell, <laughs> <laughs> or, or the it comma. Take lot, it doesn't take a lot out of who I am. So, <laughs> <laughs> or the comma before, however, and the comma after, however. <laughs> yeah, no, you know, it's, you you're kind of saying this is this is their document. So if yeah. that's how they want the world to see them, then do what they want and and be done with there's no point in arguing about it mm. so w yeah so so that's how i dealt with it mm -hmm. and and i think meditation had a lot to do because there's a lot of introspection because of course you your ego is saying but but you know what's the difference between a, a will and a shall <laughs> you know? mm. at the end of the day do i have to change the whole document and spend another hours trying to whatever but that's a way that the other person wants it. And that's a way you should have, you know, you just do it, you know, mm. you know, just close your eyes and do it and not mm. argue about it. Mm. It doesn't take a lot out of you. Mm. When you become a partner or whatever, you will do things the way that you want to do them. Right. So that was my attitude. Right. Um, I love that, um, you know, because it also, again, speaks to not taking things personally. It also speaks to, um, you know, having respect for the fact that this is somebody else's work this is their name on this document that's going out it's their reputation and i guess it goes down it goes back to you know the humility element and and um putting putting you know your own personal um 
drivers aside so that for the sake of, of the transaction. And so I wanted to speak to you about, um, we've spoken offline about this, about your views on mentorship versus sponsorship. And I would just like you to share those with the audience. I already know, I already have an idea what, of your perspective, but I thought it was so powerful because I think um, in most of our conversations, we've, we've, we've discussed mentorship in quite a positive light, but I think you have an alternative perspective and um, you have an, an alternative to mentorship that is um, equally uh, as strong or equally as powerful and, and, and can even be a pot potentially a better driver for, 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 for moving um, yourself forward in your career. Can you share your views on mentorship versus sponsorship with our audience? Okay, well, well, in my in my view, the two are so different. I mean, I think from a mentor, you want somebody that you can call and say, "I'm having such a difficult time with with working with so and so. Can we can can we have lunch? Can we have coffee?" So that I can just basically download and you listen to me and um, you just support me on all. For me, mentorship is about not only work but but how your you know your your mental state at work and the people that you're working with and and all that and somebody who's going to to sort of sit and listen to 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 you and your issues sometimes you don't even want them to act you just want to to to, to just download mm -hmm. as to the, the what the struggles that you're going through and they can then share their perspective and and uh, and and that. Whereas sponsorship is very targeted. Is that look, I'm a senior in this firm, and um, we need to get you to partnership, and this is how we're going to do it, right? So, mm -hmm. well, what are the what do you need to do to get to partnership? You need, you need to be exposed. To, client, to be client at client facing client facing you need to run transactions you need to do all those sort of things so I will then take you under my wing to 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 teach you the business of law at the same time as putting you forward front of center front of client which is slightly different from from in my opinion on mentorship because mentorship is is more i think your walk uh, it helps you with your your sort of day-to-day -day walk in 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 a firm whereas sponsorship is that the person says by in a year's time you need to be a partner and to be a partner you need to xyz to tick all these boxes how am i going to help you tick all the boxes that you need to tick I'm going to take you under my wing. I'm going to take you to every client, whatever. I'm going to put you, if I, I'm going to give you transactions that you're going to have to run. You're going to run your budget. You're going to do your, your project management of a big transaction. You're going to be managing all, all and, and I mean, my sponsor right now, he will basically um, put me in every, ask everybody to copy me because you know, he says, you know, she's running this transaction. And and can you please copy it? Yes, I'm a senior in, in um, you know, I'm a lead partner in this. But she, I need to know from her what I need to do. Do you see what I mean? Mm. So, so, but, so for me, it's, so yeah, it's very targeted. Mm, mm. I love that. Um, because um, 
I, in, in as much as uh, mentorship relationships are super helpful, oftentimes the, um, your mentor is not in the room when it comes to, you know, conversations around what happens next for you in your career, be it promotion, be it salary negotiations, or that sort of thing. So um, I like the idea that you're bringing forward that it's on if, if yes have mentorship relationships but also pivot yourself or put yourself in such a position that you have an active sponsor within your practice group business unit that sort of thing somebody who's going to vouch for you um, when it comes to the conversations around what happens next and I think also uh, one of the key things that you identified is that they, you, you guys have tangible goals that you're trying to achieve you know Absolutely. so being project management uh, sitting in front of clients being front-facing in front of clients being the go-to person for clients to come to and and so that when questions around your capabilities come up this is a person who can say right this person achieved x y and z um they managed to do the following in fact they exceeded the 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 expectations we placed on them and were even able to do the following and and what i like about it is not just tangible goals that are you know stand still in time these are things that you take forward with you when you now Absolutely. do we make the next leap into partnership or into a senior yeah. role. And so I mean, I mean, I mean the sub is, is, is the kind of stuff that I'm doing with, with, with my sponsor compared to my mentor is that even budget, you know, when you have your caps, your, 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 your fee caps, it's watching your fee caps. Where are we with your fee caps, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? And, and can we have meetings every week to see where we are so that if we need to reach out to client and saying, look, we're quickly getting to the to the cap. Can we talk about this? You know, you know those sort of things. Being understanding the business of law, as opposed to drafting. I mean, my sponsor said, you know, all lawyers that you work with will teach you how to draft. Yeah. But I need to teach you the business of law and and put you make sure that you by the time. The partnership comes, you are ready mm. on all fronts, mm. and you've got client. So client, um, and and his attitude is that if you, if by putting you front of center, you steal my clients, I will have done my job. Oh, wow, so I love that. So please let's see how you can steal my clients. That's your goal. <laughs> <laughs> That's I love that. I love that. And I, I think um, you're so lucky to have somebody who is so um, open and willing, you know, to go along with you in this journey and in this process. Um, you know, this, it's everybody's wish to have somebody like that in their corner. Um, so I think it's, it's super amazing. It's super awesome that you have somebody like that. And I think it's, it, it, it's all the lessons that you're learning from him, um, you know, as I said, are things that you're going to take when you now have to build your own practice. Um, and so, you know, I want to really encourage our listeners, whether you're in-house, whether you're in a law firm, you know, consider not only having a sponsorship, um, a mentorship relationship, but also think about having a sponsor, you know, somebody who's going to actively vouch for you when these conversations come up around your technical skills or your capabilities, because they know firsthand what it is that you're doing, how, you know, where you're at in terms of development areas, and then you can work through tangible goals to get you to that point. So you're not, you know, sort of, um, you know, thumb sucking things out of you know the air and that sort of thing so i love that idea of sponsorship and and, ju and just uh, you know that that sponsor should have clout in the firm as well mm. or in the company because mm. they're the ones who are going who's going to stand and and argue your case mm. 
So they, they must be somebody who's respected in the, in, in the firm or in the company. And they also must be somebody, I mean, the first, <laughs> the first, um, the first meeting I had with my sponsor, my first question to him was that, can I trust you? I love that. I love it so much. And, and, and you know, if, if you can't have that question, if you can't have that conversation, and conversation then, that it's, question, it's not. then is it really a, the right sponsor for you? You know what I mean? Exactly. And so, so I love that. Yeah. So I said, can I trust you? Because, and I think you, we need to be upfront mm. to, with the people that you, you choose is that, look, I've chosen you, but I, we need for the first question, I need to, I need to know that I can trust you. Mm. And 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 if I can trust you that you you will look after my interests, then I can I can comfortably then you know this is going to be a great partnership. Or, mm. or, you know, but 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 I think it's so important to sit somebody down and say, "Can I trust you?" Yeah, yeah. And if and you feel trust any... you to look after my interests and yeah. push my interests. Yeah, and you've got to you've got to let me know. You've got to you've got to tell me that I can trust you. Mm. Yeah, I love it. And and if you have any difficulty or you have any fear around doing that, then you know it's really important for you it's to not worth it. absolutely reassess if that's the person you want in your corner. Uh, so yeah. we touched on so many amazing themes around trust, humility, you know, uh, self-confidence. I wanted to ask you, um, you know, looking at your career and all the changes and transitions that you've made, um, what would your younger self be most proud of right now? Um, my younger self, I, I like to say not even my younger self. I think um, I would say what would my soul most wow we might just uh, tweak this question <laughs> for the future but yes go ahead and answer because the soul is there is that infinite that goes with you through journeys and journeys of life mm. uh, and and it's always there and it's always that silent um so what would my soul be my i'm, I'm be proud of that i've lived my life with authenticity, as much authenticity as I was able to. Because that's very important to me, to be authentic. And, I've, and, and I, have, I have basically opened myself in vulnerability to go to wherever my soul wants to take me, knowing that I can trust, I can trust that I'll be fine. Oh, I love that. That is so awesome. Um, Nomsa, I'm going to take things down a little bit and, you know, leave all the intense law firm things for a second. But I want to start off with our rapid fire round. So I'm going to ask you a bunch of questions and you just have to say the first thing that comes into your head um, around the question. So let's go. What is the one thing you want to change about the legal industry? Uh, just uh, the, the people working in the, in the legal industry just being kinder. Oh, yes. 
Yes, it would go a long way. Kindness would go because such a long way. Kindness yeah. will go a long way. I hear you on that. And next uh, rapid fire on question, what is your go-to power outfit? So when you are heading into those big meetings and you're now, you know, front facing and client facing, what is that one outfit you put on that gives you like that extra boost to <laughs> and a little bit of extra confidence to get through the meeting? You know, I'm, I'm always, I love black as the color. I do love that black. But my, but it's more the accessories more than anything. I like my pearls. You know, the twin, the twin set pearls person. I'm that person. For those who don't know Nomsa, Nomsa's style is impeccable. She always <laughs> looks like you know. I don't like. You know, if you ever think about your idea of someone who's elegant and graceful, she is completely it. And and when she wears her pearls, oh, to die for. Okay, next question. Um, what is your biggest email pet peeve? Biggest email pet peeve? Yes. What do you mean by... So you know, something like when, when you receive an email, it just automatically irks you or gets on your nerves because maybe somebody forgot to say, you know, hello or dear Nomsa or, um, you know, reply to all. What's, what's an email pet peeve? That's a difficult one because, <laughs> because I kind of don't take difficult one uh, email pet peeve i don't have one because i i kind of don't you know people can send whatever emails it's fine you're so amazing you're such a good person i have like probably a list as long as my arm of things that irk me about emails i need to i need to sit with you more and just soak in more of your wisdom and your grace i i it's it's a it's something i'm going to work on for myself (laughs) personally and um Next one, I can't stop spending money on fill in the blank. Traveling. <laughs> I love it. Nom says so well-traveled and she, she is all the goals. I just want to put it out there. Nom says all the goals. Um, next one, um, at the top of my playlist, what song would you say is at the top of your playlist when it comes to music and that sort of thing? You want a, a song or genre? Song, artist, genre, it's up to you. Okay, I'm a classical um, a classical music fan, so it would be a Bach, a Bach, um, a, I'm, I'm a groupie, I'm a Bach groupie. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it would be one of his works, the, you know, it could be one of the passions, it, 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 it could be the, the mass and all, you know, I just love Bach. We'll make sure to put at least uh, some some links to Bach's music in our show notes so that our audiences can also be as enlightened. Um, and then last uh, rapid fire on question, living through a pandemic has taught me, fill in the blank. To be kinder, to be kinder. You mm. know, I, I've been very, I've been reflective all this time and I've just realized that all we do, everybody is role playing in this lifetime Mm. and it means absolutely nothing actually at the end of the day the only thing that means anything is that whatever person you meet who's playing their role (laughs) whatever the role is just be kind just be loving and kind to them Mm. even if it's the most stupid you know you know you just say okay fine they're playing their role it's okay you know Mm. so so it's taught me 
to be a little kinder. It's taught me to be, yeah, to, 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 to be a bit more loving and allow people to be themselves and to play whatever roles they need to play because at the end of the day, they mean actually nothing. Mm. Oh, that is so beautiful. It's such a wonderful way to end this episode of the podcast. Nomsa, thank you so much for sharing all your insight with us and um, being so open to this process and the questions. Um, I, I know our audience is just going to love you and they're going to love your story as much as I do. And uh, yeah, I just want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for um, agreeing to be a guest on the podcast. Thank you so much. No problem at all. You're absolutely welcome. <laughs> Thank you all so much for joining us for this week's episode of Make the Shift with the Legal Work. We look forward to hearing from you and we would absolutely love your feedback on this episode. You can hit us up on email at editor at thelegalwork.com or make sure that you're following us on LinkedIn. Reach out to us there or on our Instagram, all under The Legal Work. In addition, please make sure that you are subscribed to the blog and make sure that you register to receive the weekly newsletter where we discuss all things that pertain to work, lifestyle, and journey. Make sure that if you enjoy this, you send this to your friends and your colleagues, everyone that you stand around the water cooler with so that you guys can discuss this and send those discussions back to us. Also, if there's anyone that you think would be absolutely incredible or whose work, life, and journey you admire in the legal industry, let us know. We would love to know them too. And maybe you might hear them on this podcast. Thank you so much and we wish you an amazing week.